Hello and welcome to Even Footnotes, a nerdy book club where we read Prey of the Gods by Nikki oh, Drake. Right way now. Boom. There you go. <laughs> I figured you're holding, out. You're holding the book backwards. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I figured out how to hold the book backwards. <laughs> um, so who wants to give us just our really top Rick, it's your book. It's your book, Rick. You picked it. No. Yeah, nope. Rick. Nope. It's your book. I will dude. not. I am bad at synopses. No. All right. I'll give, I'll give a quick one. Okay. Yep. Real quick. We're not doing the whole recanting thing. We've got yeah, this. Jason. In South Africa, the future looks promising. Personal robots are making life easier for the working class. I'm just reading the back of the book. Uh, <laughs> That's not a synopsis. The, also, I feel like it is a little misleading. It is. What it the is. book is about. Yeah. <laughs> The book is basically about uh, a number of different people in South Africa in the future, five, and then they like throw another person yeah. in there at the very end for six, <laughs> and then they squeeze a couple extra people out uh, when she remembers that, oh, I'm supposed to have this many people. But anyway, uh, a group of people all having desperate lives in the future South Africa. There's robots and stuff like that, but through a combination of hallucinogenic drugs and genetic engineering, they each start to manifest different superpowers. And they finally all find themselves joining together in a climactic battle at a concert with a million-year-old demigoddess who is hell-bent on bringing destruction and fear of the gods back to South Africa. But not even superpowers. It's the like their inner god, because everybody is essentially right. a god, is I expressing feel, itself. Yeah, I felt like that is the idea behind it, is that they... Like everybody was descended from a god, mm-hmm. so technically everybody has these god powers. But the hallucinogens and the 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 dick dick virus <laughs> maybe help yeah. it come out. We're very yeah. mature, in case you all didn't know. <laughs> yeah. They say dick dick a lot in this book. They're they little mini, little mini antelope. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antelope. Yeah. They are they are real. They are real animals. Mm-hmm. Not made up. Oh, they're not made up. Mm-mm. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're real. real. Yeah, they're it's a real. Type of antelope. They're very, they're very weird looking. They look like cryptids. <laughs> the more I'll, you know, I'll shoot you a picture, Aaron. <laughs> so yeah, we've got our god powers unlocked, mm-hmm. all based on what animal gave the god their flesh to eat while he was carving his wives out of trees. Yes. <laughs> did, did anybody do the research? Is this based on the actual African creation myth? Or I was this real? I I should have done the research. Yeah, I honestly, I wasn't sure if it was an actual creation myth or if I she think just it is. Considering the author's, yeah. author's kind yeah. of like acknowledgements at the end of the book, it seems like a lot of this is based off of as much like history and lore as she could mm-hmm. manage. I didn't have the physical book, so I didn't get the acknowledgements. Yeah. But that's she good acknowledged enough. people. Yeah. I wow. I definitely could have read the acknowledgements. And... It's like half a page, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I you read see, it at the beginning of the book. Those, those of us who use audiobooks don't get the chance. They, they don't read the acknowledgements in the audiobooks? They probably did. I just, it ended no, they don't. like at the end of the, the last chapter. No, they but, don't. Then you're missing stuff that you're probably not going to read anyways. She started um, this novel because of NaNoWriMo, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah. yeah. The thing that I did not actually mm-hmm. end up doing as much as I had set out to do you this thought year. About it, so. I you tried real hard. I did, and I you got so far. wrote some words. <laughs> well, we're not it here to talk a... about your book, unfortunately, I rem- but maybe one day we can. We're talking about Nikki Drayden's book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Prey of the Gods. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are six animals that give people these special powers. They're literally spirit animals. Yes. Mm. In the in the crabs. Yes. Peacocks. Yes. Snakes. Rats. Yes. Which is plugged in there at the end. <laughs> Eagles. Porpoises. And dolphins. Porpoises. Yes. Porpoises. Not so yes. Mm-hmm. Or purposes. Yeah, purposes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Elkin calls them. <laughs> so overall, kind of, where do you guys want to start with talking about this? I mean, I I would say, because this was my book, 
I thought it was well done, but I think it was a little bit over ambitious. I love that she tried something so big and ambitious for her first book. Personally, I think that like shit. What was his name? The robot. Oh, uh, uh, clever, uh, clever for one. Clever for one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Think, I think that could have been. Yeah. I think that could have been a separate book entirely. Oh, I did like those parts. Yeah. I think that it was, it was fun to have the sci-fi with the mythology kind of stuff. But I feel like a lot of times clever ended up being like a deus ex machina. Literally a god in the machine. Yeah. 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 Very much so. It's interesting. So, because one of the books that we had talked about doing for next month was Murderbot Diaries. And that is also about a sentient robot who is learning to, like, who has hacked through his governor module and is able to then make decisions for himself. And I was like, it, it did feel like I was reading like a less well done murder <laughs> bot for those chapters. Because I mean, I thought those chapters were well done. It just felt a little tacked on in some ways. Yeah. It felt to me a bit a bit like there were there were two storylines mm-hmm. yeah. going. Um so I mean there were lots there. of there were lots of storylines going, lots of lots of sort of sub subplots. Yeah. And I think that but... I think that it was a little too ambitious. Mm. I love that you know, that's what she tried to do. I don't think it worked as well as it could have, personally. It it, it should have been a series. Like, it reminded me very much of an idea, and thematic idea, of, of the first Avengers movie. We, we got to see everyone's origin first. We got to see a Captain America movie. We got to see a whole... Iron Man. Giant movie, robot you know? battle at the end. Yeah. We, we, we got to fall in love with, with, with these characters, and then we got to see them all together, and that was an exciting thing. But I think she, they weren't developed enough. Right, and that's the thing. This is like the yeah. Eternals, which nobody saw because it was terrible, but they tried to do the same thing, put that whole big team together, but they didn't give us the time with the individual characters. And that's what this yeah. felt like. It was, it was we're rushing towards the climatic fight yeah. at the end, and I don't care about anybody. I was, yeah. I was trying to think of who I would have, not really cut, but put in like a different book. I can't really pick one, honestly. I do like, think, clever, like Clever like, for One, maybe... Who would get their own book, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Or not even, like, one book for that person, but, like... I think Rhea, Rife, and Felicity all needed to be their own Mm -hmm. group of stories somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, you mean Rife, the guy they remembered about at the very end when she realized she didn't have a rat? Yeah. 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 It. I mean, obviously, the whole climactic thing... I was going to say that it reminds me of the Heroes television series... Oh yeah, that was oh, sure. on yeah. where you didn't know how they were going to connect. Right. You're all following all these people. However, that was a series, so you got like lots of time with you all of got them. Time with the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt a little forced that they all came together mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and it's just and just so happens that the drug dealer is the cousin of the guy who is also dating the the pop star. Like, it's- and they happen to be at the right place while you know. Uh, Muzi and Elkin were playing rugby and they were able to get Rhea tickets. That way. It's like just too many things that are coincidences. And I get stuff like that does happen in real life. It just felt like just it lined up a little too perfectly. As it, does, as, it, as it does in this. Yeah. Know? Although oh. arguably you could say that Sydney knew. I think she did know that. She yeah. knew. Yeah. She right. could be, sense Muzi yeah. so she went there on purpose. But yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can, I can see that. It just mm. it felt a little like why did Sydney go after like yeah, the name she could have got, uh, got tickets a hundred and one other ways being mm-hmm. exactly, who exactly. she was. She and then we ended way. up with the really silly like oh I you gave away your tickets and I'm so mad at you because I really wanted to go see this but all of a sudden we have tickets again to this right. one of a kind show that felt like a Taylor Swift show, like right in scope, <laughs> like yeah. everybody <laughs> wanted to be there. <laughs> it was the thing they had been sold out for months, but just like after he had gotten some really great tickets, he gets another set of really great tickets with, with backstage passes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I must admit, I assumed that it was, it was because they'd been Reanatrogen had told them to get, had told, whoever it was to give them backstage passes 
Yeah, right. so she felt bad about being yeah. She was trying to like make up for. She was she was rude to them on the. Uh... Yeah, yeah. No, she didn't meet them till the no, show though. She was rude to his cousin. To Lucy's cousin, you're right. Oh, it's yeah, right. Because... right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, they had yeah. that little spat with Rife, and then she was like, "Oh, I'll give, I'll give you some tickets to give to your cousin." I vaguely right, remember right. that too. That was kind of offhand. Yeah. yeah, that that's another like it feels a little forced. Mm. Yeah, it felt too busy. It did yeah. feel really yeah. busy. Yeah, like yeah. I I was really into it in the beginning, and like kind of like what we said right away during this episode about how the synopsis on the book is like very misleading i was like okay cool like a robot uprising some kind of like psychedelic drug that was not the plot of the book that was like the subplot of the book yeah and uh, i ended up being very disappointed in that in the end because it was like just kind of like footnotes about the story and not actually what the story is about Right. Where they say yeah. that's the that's the like defining thing, I feel like that those were just kind of shoehorned in to make yeah. things happen. And like, yeah. I don't really feel like that there yeah. was a robot uprising at all. They hardly really get their the masters like at all. Except, well, except, the, the except for the where they, yeah, they except set it for up the and they're holy... like, oh, in this year, yeah. you know, we're going to take over from the humans. That was like the last line. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. That that was a, a highly predictable plot twist. Yeah. I literally go. went bum 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 like out yeah. loud after reading that. Yeah. yeah. Also, just a really quick question: Are we supposed to get the fact that because Namvula doesn't have her powers anymore, that she also brought her mom back into a robot body? No. No, I thought no. I thought I thought Rhea was Raya her mom. Now. Her yeah, mom. yeah, yeah. The pop star is is raising mm-hmm. her now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I misunderstood so, that. I was a little confused. Partially I because I was, in. because I was, you know, listening to mm-hmm. it today and got done shortly before stream, but <laughs> I was a little bit confused about the like body swap thing. That didn't God, that make much sense weird. to me. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. That was, I, I, you know, I, that was confusing I, to everyone else. The whole like the whole like last fifteen pages of the book. That's what I read today. Was just very confusing, and it just felt very rushed. Like the rope giant robot battle with sydney yeah i was like what is this we, what we turn right it now? turned I mean, into a it. mech suit it turned into at some point and then, yeah and then elkin dies like four times in a row and is brought back to life <laughs> yeah. and then they mm-hmm. switch bodies but yep. then muzi's in the robot body but mm-hmm. then they're still gonna be boyfriends yeah and i was like this is ridiculous <laughs> like i was losing interest very quickly towards the end of the book but then they're gonna clone what's his face so yeah, that muzi can be in elkin's body and elkin's in muzi's body yeah, yeah. They were going to clone clone whoever it was, and then somebody, presumably Mister Tao, yeah. or somebody, maybe someday will swap them. Because he owes us. Yeah, because yeah. 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 they did At one point, they said he owes us. So I yeah. assumed that they were going to get him to put them put Elkin back oh, in yeah. his body. But they even said, like, if we ever see him again. Alana just said in chat yeah. that the logic felt very anime to her at times. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. spot on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also have to keep into account this was her first novel and she was writing it in a month. So if it feels rushed, it's yeah. she was trying to get it that's done in 30 days. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like, it was I rushed. It. Yeah. yeah. She probably didn't write the whole thing in a month, right? She probably mm-hmm. just wrote the basics and then had it edited. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it went through rewrites and she got it in there. It probably took a couple years to actually come out. But, but yeah, yeah, I started out yeah. really strong with like the lore, the African mm-hmm. lore, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the history yeah. and like yeah. this yeah. kind of like mystery around the characters, you know? And, like, how it's, like, mm-hmm. modern but still sci-fi and has all this kind of, like, African lore in it. That was really gripping in the beginning. And then I just mm. very slowly started to lose interest. The I loved it while the, the characters were not connected. Yeah. Yes. that's I think, yeah. I think forcing them all together was where it really broke the book. Also, something that I saw on Reddit that I hadn't really thought of while listening to it just because I was trying to focus on the book was the fact that this was set in South Africa and they really didn't take the time to even touch on like class and discrimination with the robots where they could have. I mean, that's a thing that they could have totally done with apartheid and all Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And it really didn't ever truly get discussed. Stoker's Mm -hmm. Felicity, Stoker Felicity, who is the same character, just different time periods, I guess, does say at some point 
that you can't even like you couldn't even say that a black person was murdered by a white person or like it would be done like it would be up rise uprisings mm-hmm. and that's it that's the only mention i never i never felt like society was on the verge of of collapse, of, of collapse into a race riot Nah. Even with the history of apartheid, you know, um, which you know it is. It seemed, in the near I mean, it seemed it was a pretty <laughs> utopian society. Like it, it yeah, for all intents and purposes, felt like yeah. a great place to live. It was a good future. And it's, and it's, yeah. all, it's all, you know, it's all yeah. set in the future anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, being near know. future, I think that's the you know the hope is that it'll be better and we won't have right. those issues so much yeah, but i mean even just the idea that a white woman felicity stoker was going to be the best choice for president of south africa mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i think that kind of is just like a very subtle nod to the fact that they kind of got past apartheid i guess i don't know it is very confusing though considering that she's not mm-hmm. like adding that into the history of south africa and her mother was a tree I guess we well. That was like by far the weirdest character in my opinion, dude. I mean, I just assumed it was one of the tree women. Oh my gosh! I didn't even think of that, Rick. I think you're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah, like one of the the original one of the original wives. Yeah, yeah. Tao's wives. What? Yeah, she represents. I didn't even put that together. She was one of the tree wives before. She's the snake tree. Well, they're all they're all snake tree. Yes, because she's right. Yeah. She turns up as as a snake and various. Okay, she was oh, that's why Felicity's a snake. And oh, that was yeah. the last. The last one, wasn't it? Yeah, or at least she was the wife that he was oh, mourning. Oh yeah, Lana said she was the wife that Mister Tao was mourning. That's it. That's that's ah nailed it. I see. Yeah, or I mean, I think if not Felicity, at least Felicity's dick was a snake. <laughs> well, yeah. Can we uh, can we like move on to talk about some themes in this book? Because uh, there was some interesting choices, I think. You, you mean like the scene with the snake penis? You want to you want to talk about that? The the snake. That was scene? weird, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like right away in the first couple chapters, how Mister Tao had been like dream sexually assaulting Numbala's mom. That kind of was like they just set that tone like right away and then never yeah. came back to it. Not even, and not even like, dream. Like he must have physically done it. Yeah. And we're like just well, all okay with that. It was super but they weird. Did, dude. They did kind of talk about yeah. it because he was then like having sex with Namvula, and like they he brought. He was up... not having sex with Namvula. No, he, he wasn't having. He, he, he never, he never got as far as that. No, I mean that's he probably would I, have at some point if he needed to, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way but, that, no, that felt to me. She was and then, posing naked mom. for his drawing, for his yeah. carving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was. It felt to me like it was implied there was them. more than that, especially because the way the mom reacted and saying that uh, like he did the same thing to her. Namvula mm. says that she he never touched her, her never like touched that. Her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's, She's also a very that, small though. child. Absolutely. Not saying that it's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> In well, any way, and, it, and not even that. Like, I mean, she could have been saying that to defend him because she had, you know, all these ideas. No, I she says that like in character, like as a thought process, though. Right. I'm saying I think that she's a little bit of an unreliable narrator. Fair. Mm, possible. Mm. I don't think I fully really agree with that, but I see where she does. Yes, because she hasn't. She hasn't even begun to um, understand that she has these powers at that point. Yeah. Right. But regardless, Except it went from she then him... does then that does then explode because yeah. the um, revolting female child whose name I can't remember, but it begins with S. Safara, so, yeah, Safara, like the is, like the, egging the, is egging the boys on to um, to actually rape her, and that yeah. was and so was her mom, really yeah, too, yeah, and so yeah. was her mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the tone and then the tone totally shifted. Yeah, it I did. think you're right, Kayla. That that was yeah. like. That whole section was uncomfortable. It was like the tone was Mr. Tao is somebody that sexually assaults women, that's also probably a pedophile, that is grooming Numvala mm-hmm. to Numvala almost getting sexually assaulted to Mr. Tao being the good guy and like the father yeah. of yeah. all gods. I was like, and what yeah. is also supposed to be he is her father because he raped her mother. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. therefore he's like all giving her love and bread and stuff mm-hmm. that her mom who is traumatized by being yes. raped by is not God. able nobody, to and give nobody her. Believing her. Yeah. Right. And nobody believing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think that speaks to the, 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 you know, in most religions, mythologies, 
at some point a god rapes a mortal woman and and you know I mean, that's, that's, that's all of greek mythology i mean so but it's just it's, he lives as like essentially a mortal everybody sees him as just a person true. yeah you know and yes he is a god but like they even talk about they're all kind of weakened like they don't have mm-hmm. their full powers anymore so mm-hmm. he might as well just be a human in them well yeah. the yeah. Yeah. revered by the end of the story like yeah he is right. that, the father mm-hmm. of all creation or whatever and, we're, and right. all of a sudden he's like yeah. one of the heroes i was like this is very strange that's very yeah. indicative of, of african yeah. mythology though the, the, the gods still walk amongst mortals like there there's there's no there's very little separation between the the right but i think, the, yeah. I think the point that kayla's making it is a very oh, good wow. you know, the, I agree. The, Yo, I absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah, it's, it's based on mythology tone or not. shift. And yeah. then there was just kind of like what we were saying, these very weird, I mean, overly sexual moments that I yeah. feel like didn't really need to be part of that, but maybe we're mm-hmm. missing something. Maybe that's all part of like African um, folklore and stuff that but we I, are missing. I think, I think that goes to the point that I was, you know, in our Discord, in our private chat that I was making, that there are just some books where there are really graphic rape or implied rape or essay that it just feels like not necessary. It's not. Yeah. Like I I get, I get showing, you know, that people have these experiences normalizing the fact that it has happened to a very significant amount of women. But like in this, I don't know that it was necessary. Well, what I don't think is necessary is then the redemption arc for Mr. Tao being helpful in Hmm. the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't mind, and and Rick and I had this discussion earlier. Like I do not mind them showing that in books because it is a part of life. However, I don't then want a rapist to have a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's, that's kind not... of how, why I was feeling weird about it too. Yeah. yeah. And this... again, like there is probably a missing piece here that we're all just not grasping since maybe. nobody yeah. did any research. Yeah, that there yeah. is probably that these are probably actual stories from mm-hmm. African myth that happened mm-hmm. like with Felicity's penis turning into a snake. That could be an actual folklore story. I'm afraid to Google it. <laughs> but I, I also... think the weirdest, the weirdest like sexual thing that happened in that book is the very sexually charged innuendo that they had going on between Sydney and the rhino lion. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like, that was, well, so she's like, this is not happening. Yeah, I no, she, it's, it's with the rhino. Yeah. 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 Like, I was very yes. uncomfortable. I was listening to that today and I get that they played it off as like, well, they had the mind of a human, but it's no different than the, uh, the Baldur's Gate three thing where like you can shift into a bear and have sex with a bear. It's still fucked up because that's still not, that's still bestial. <laughs> hey, how <laughs> Gentle and conscientious lover, okay? Still be (laughs) Yeah. It's fully consensual. (laughs) Bears can't consent. The druid that turns into the bear can consent. Anyway. Baldur's Gate aside. (laughs) I also felt like the whole like robot having a joystick between its legs oh, that was yeah, weird. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. And and that like, oh, I can shock Elkin when he grabs the joystick to control him. Mm-hmm. It was so gross. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. very anime. Yeah. Trying to visualize that because this robot was like ten feet tall. <laughs> and he had a joystick between his legs that Elkin was able to grab. I couldn't figure out where Elkin was positioned on the robot while he was <laughs> no, attacking I The way I, I, thought, I thought it, I thought the joystick was between Elkin's legs. Yeah, like, that's was, what I was in a sort of because the way I the way I understood it was like Elkin was in this mech basically, like he was piloting it. I don't think that it was a <laughs> dick, but it was a little bit of dick. Because no, yeah. it said it came down between yeah. his legs. Between yeah, like, the joystick between was Elkin's definitely legs. a dick for somebody, <laughs> but it was between Oaken's legs. It wasn't necessarily yeah. the robot's yeah. legs. I don't think. Well, that's that uh, was I mean, easy that's what I mean. for Oaken to grab his robot dick. You know, and it was yeah. Muzi. It was Muzi who was going to electrocute him right. using it. So, right. it, yes. you know, given that they had a, they had decided that the yes they were going to be boyfriend and boyfriend, mm-hmm. that's you know. I think it was, uh, it doesn't matter, because he used it con- to control robot Muzi, so I think it was the robot that had the, like, robot dick, but it doesn't matter. It's not the yeah. important yeah, part and, of the story. Yeah. And definitely, it was, very weird. it was, it was, at some point, him 
Moosey was showing that he was mad and yeah. didn't want to be touched. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> like and Elkin's still grabbing his robot penis. Who knows? Yeah. It was wild. There were, there were I'm still trying to figure other... out how a crab and a dolphin have sex in the first place. <laughs> like, uh... oh, yeah. There were several other places, though, Kayla, you know, that, now that you mentioned it, that it just felt weirdly sexual where it didn't mm-hmm. need to be. Like, towards yeah. the end, uh, Moosey, I forget exactly what was going on, but it was something like talking to Namvula and then was talking about getting a little bit of an erection. It's like, this is weird. Yes. Why is yeah. this going? And, you know, talking about it almost, I think within the first couple of sentences about like getting an erection, which is fine. Like it's normal to happen. I'm okay with that being in the yeah, story. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, a 10 year old in the afterlife. Well, he was crossing <laughs> the like invisible bridge with Numbala almost dying and thinking about Elkin. He was trying not to think human thoughts and his first human thoughts were thinking about Elkin sexually and then yeah he Right. But yeah, it just it felt like there were several times and I, I think it was Rhea possibly where it talked about her breasts doing something and it's like this feels very unnecessary here. Yeah. They moved moodily okay. as she walked down the stairs. Yeah, it was something <laughs> along those lines where it, it almost felt like this is a man writing it. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I know that it's not. It was just like, why Why is this in this? It doesn't I feel wonder, necessary. So I actually thought about that a little bit. And so much science fiction is written by men. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that is the tone like that is expected of you. I don't know. I I think that that's all the more reason to not write like that. Personally. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, but yes, there was a lot of like women being very um, like, oh, and I look down in my, you know, my, in my new animal form, I'm like, oh my God, bird breasts are real great. When I think it was when Sydney um, yeah. like, gained a bunch of power and it was like, she spontaneously orgasmed. Like, Why? Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. necessary. Well, Rhea was also pretty much coming every time she took somebody's pain on them. You know, it was, yeah, yeah. it was the same kind of thing. And that, like that I could see because that's, you know, gaining that like God power. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that also makes sense because Sydney was doing the same thing. It mm-hmm. just felt a little bit unnecessary. And it didn't really happen with the male presenting characters in quite the same way. Well, Other than, were, you know, Kayla, you pointed out like, the the human thoughts with Muzi, but a lot of times it was more the women who were like spontaneously yeah. orgasming because of these god powers. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting spontaneously orgasm, god powers is as good a reason as anything. You know, right? Well, it yeah. just probably like, why? To be honest, yeah, probably feels damn good. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. it just felt like. Is that what you've heard? <laughs> That's what, That's what I've read, actually. So. But it's like, why is it only happening to the women? Why is it like? Mm-hmm. Why is it written into this when it could have been anything? Because the, the, the male characters are mostly 16-year-old boys, and all you have to do is blow on them gently and they'll come. I mean, it's, it doesn't take <laughs> God powers. Yeah. Not that I go around blowing on 16-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't from, from me, remembering when I was when I was one myself. Okay. Yes. You, you could have to just, clarify. Just A soft breeze yeah. is all they need. That's it. That's all we need. You know, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. This is not uh this is PG thirteen. Definitely. This book was this book was a definitely a R-rated book. It had lots of trigger warnings, lots of, I mean, we've already talked about the rape. I also want to talk about that like these characters were all pretty awful at some point in the story. Most people are. Yeah, like yeah. They have a lot of toxic traits, which mm-hmm. I get. Some of them were pretty young, so it makes sense right. they're still yeah. learning. Mm-hmm. But the book didn't really give a lot of consequences for those. Like yeah. the whole the Elkin and Muzi thing, like they were so bad to each other in so many places, and then they just ended. They're they're boyfriends now, and everything's fine. Like, yeah, I don't know they're how magic. I feel about that. Magic boyfriends, but I think specifically. Namvula killing 37,000 people and like a couple of times she's threatened with oh they'll think you're a terrorist Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. okay as a 10 year old who probably like first of all she was like having her eye threatened at the moment and 
Like she does say like she could have controlled it, but she didn't want to. Right. Right. But she was also 10. However. Yeah. It's like six months later, we're all rebuilding and we don't really care about those Mm -hmm. Mm 37,000 people that all went up in a fireball. And I know that they talked about like, you know, it was the God thoughts because they do talk about later where I'm pretty sure it was Namvula who was having those God thoughts of like, Mm -hmm. I should do this terrible thing. But having the human thoughts also of like, no, that's a bad thing. I shouldn't do that. So I, I could see that that's sort of in play is there. That but that's sort of, thoughts, or is that the absolute non empathy of a child? Thoughts. It's the intrusive <laughs> thoughts. The, is there a difference? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but a 10 year old isn't going to have all the higher brain functioning. And like, I don't know. Sydney was obviously off a rocker from the get-go and was you know right off the bat or uh, as right off the bat of us seeing her she had been alive millions of years old at that point yeah Yeah. or however yeah Yeah. Yeah. that'll break anybody's brain no that that i did did sort of think to myself well yeah this is this is the first it's like it's like those sort of discovery events isn't it when somebody discovers that they can do something uh-huh. But the reason why they discovered it, discover it is because they are pushed to some sort of particular state of of fear or anger or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened to her. She was absolutely petrified, thought she yeah. was about to be both attacked and blinded and all sorts. And it just it just exploded, as it were. And there was no control because she'd never done it before. But you're yeah. right. There were no. There were then absolutely no consequences subsequently for, for the. She did kill, as you say, thirty-seven thousand people. I also felt I erased my boyfriend's mind a couple times, and he's like totally cool with that after the while. And like the brain tampering with my granddad, and like it was just a kind of wild ride for me. Mm. Also, yeah. Rhea's dad kidnapping her and what restraining oh her. What was that? That that what? made no sense. Like that, felt extremely unnecessary. And that was super fucking weird. weird. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I could. It had nothing to do with anything. I forgot about anything. it. No. Well, I guess the point was is that she was supposed to be triggered by the trauma to be able to learn that she could use her powers. I think that was the point, but they kind of never like circled back around. Yeah. And that I think I think that's all the more reason, like you said, Kayla, that I I am kind of seeing your point of like Rhea especially as a character who could have been in a different book. I actually mm. I Rhea was one of my favorite characters. I liked her a oh, lot, yeah. but I felt like it didn't really most of her story didn't really have to do with most of the other people. Oh yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like I liked Rhea I actually liked Felicity Lyons quite a bit. Mm-hmm. That was mm. probably my favorite character. For the most part, I mean, sometimes not so much. Except but... for the weird mom, you know, who was that's always... Not, that's not her fault. And, that's and not her fault. the Python penis thing was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, though. <laughs> but Alana says in chat, Iyer versus ba- Bazos, I think Bazos, is how... Yeah. 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 Was the god powers, the good <clears throat> god powers versus the bad ones. And yeah, but I feel like she's the only one who talks about that. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how much of that is a child, like kind of intrusive thoughts, kind of lacking empathy, trying to decide like at first she's like, Oh, it feels really good to be a good God and help people. And she helps and saves Sephora. And then like, also people are really scared when she's throwing fireballs at them. So that's also a great way to have those little bees in her stomach. Speaking of gods, though, I felt like Sydney really shifted, you know, also talking about like the tonal shifts, because when we first see her, she's literally torturing people, but she's torturing bad people, like people who've done these awful Mm. things. And like, she's kind of chosen bad people to torture. She she chose a guy. Yeah, but she chose a guy who saw sex workers. Yeah, yeah. And and like, yeah, I get, oh, I forgot that. Yeah, he had beaten one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. he was a very not a good guy. Part. No, the first, well, the first time you see her, she's just hustling rich people in a nail salon. I thought she was one of the 
going to be one of, of the yeah, heroes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Whole She's thing. like a street smart working girl just trying to yeah, and make an extra bring, They do bring yeah. back the salon mm-hmm. reference like super late in the book that yeah. made yeah. sense to me why yeah. we're back there. But, <laughs> but again, first book. So like I can I can give a bit of a pass. I, I don't have don't think that I would read yeah. her other books yeah. just to see, you know, does she get better? If she doesn't get better, you know, after a couple of books, maybe I wouldn't read anymore, but... You don't have a novel published, Jason. I don't. You do have Babies and Brats. I do. I do. I do have that published. That's true. <laughs> Just if, if, if anybody but a lot of happens to be watching. <laughs> or listens to this later. Yeah. <laughs> We, we we do have a whole game thing that we do on when we're not reading these books. <laughs> when we're not reading books together as a nerdy yeah. book club. So overall thoughts, folks? It's fine. I, I think I said at one point I was whelmed. Like it wasn't yeah, like... Yeah, whelmed. It was, yeah. It, was, it was fine. I liked it, it a lot at first and then I liked it a lot less. By less as it went on, yeah. 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 If it made a movie, I would, I would leave it on in the background if I was, you know, mm-hmm. doing something else. I think if yeah. I think if they made it into a movie, they would do like they did with The Hobbit and turn it into like two or three movies, and yeah, then it would have been yeah. better. And then it would have been better. Yeah. Are you saying the movies are better than the book when it comes to The Hobbit? No, no. I okay, I was gonna I was gonna boot you out of all sorts of things from that. Yeah. <laughs> no, the movies were significantly worse by making them, but I think they would have done that in this case, and it would have improved it or turned it into a, a, a season really of a TV show on the WB or something. Yeah, yeah. And never seen mm. it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really creative and interesting story. Yes, it wasn't nearly as like alarming as some of the other books we've read lately. You know, mm-hmm. the essay was like the strongest theme, and that was like pretty tame compared to some of the other things we've read lately. Mm-hmm. I expected more like colonialism and like kind of like racist mm-hmm. themes going on there. Like, Since that was one of the earlier. trigger warnings, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't well, really get keep, that. Keep in mind. That and much. Y- yeah, and you, and you only learn about this in the, the afterward, for those of us who read the afterward, or the acknowledgments yeah. <laughs> or whatever. That's right. She's she's not South African. She She's American. She's, she's American. Mm-hmm. She's and she was only in South Africa uh, for like a school trip for like two months when she was in college. Like uh, that, that that's that's the length and breadth of her knowledge, okay. experience, yada, yada, yada. I'm sure she read a couple books from there, but it's not as if yeah. you know, she grew up in it. It's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, she's writing about the real South Africa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's. I think that that's a hard thing to do then mm-hmm. to write about a culture that isn't yours. Right. And right. And it. I mean, doing it in the the near future is one way of you know making it circumventing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I I honestly, so I felt felt like I would have DNF'd it at some point. Probably around the time that Rhea got kidnapped by her dad, I was just like, what is going on? Then yeah. two pages later and never mentioned it again. I was like, what is it? Yeah. I think I think it could have benefited from a little bit more editing. I'm a little bit surprised that a publisher didn't mm-hmm. say like, hey, let's clear some of this up before it was published. But, well, it, it was also, you know, it's, it's, it's a YA book, and man, they will... Is it a YA book? Technically. Technically, it's I, a YA book. Yep, yeah. yep. It's and they will, they will publish yeah. anything. Yep. I mean, I liked it. I think it was good, especially for a first book. I think there yeah, were a lot of things that could fine. have been improved on. It was fine. Yeah. I was yeah. really excited going into it, like, knowing that there was going to be, like, themes of like some crazy new futuristic drug it's like set in the future in south africa with all the south african like lore and that there's gonna be some kind of robot uprising like all of those things got me really excited and then when none of that really happened i was like mm, okay what is i mean the drug here? was the drug was there the drug was cool yeah. it was yeah, yeah but it wasn't background. sleeping the nation dude it <laughs> yeah. was like just yeah. the gods were using it to turn into gods i was mm-hmm. like okay yeah. so Maybe. it's just like god yeah, it was, yeah it was mostly just moozy and Elkin most yeah. of the time. Like, yeah. also they Maria, don't tell yeah. you where rife got this drug no or where no. he's you get it. no indication of where it's come from none of well, it's such just, a big deal he's He's releasing it at a concert where he absolutely knows it'll cause chaos. But why? What stakes is it? Because that's what rats do. Even Uh though they don't explain it, I think it was probably similar to what Sydney was planning, like trying to unlock. And that's actually a big theme that we haven't really talked about is, you know, 
Sydney's whole thing, supposedly at least, was to unlock this potential in all these humans, but also was trying to dominate the world. So it's like, yeah. why? Yeah, why would you wake up a bunch of other gods who could stop you from being yeah. the god in charge? Like that didn't, that, make, exactly. that didn't make much yeah. sense to me. Like, how do you dominate the yeah. world if you give everybody mm. superpowers? Well, yeah. I think also, what I was... she was saying is that if she basically created a class system of gods versus non-gods, uh, but then she like would that. have the yeah. fear of the but non-gods. She wanted, but she yeah. wanted to awaken everybody because yeah. know, she said that several. No, she wanted places. she wanted the weak to to die. To, well, to cower. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, what she, I mean. She kept saying to separate the strong from the weak. But she, well, when she was and talking she to the, sex the, with the rhino, rhino Griffin, yeah, when she was talking to the Rhino Griffin thing, you know, she did say like we're going to cull them. Like she, mm-hmm. she definitely said that we were going to just murder all of the weak people because that's what nature does. Yeah. So still, it would have been just super powered people. But what were you saying, um, Kayla? You started. To and then when something. it comes down to it, she couldn't even stand up to a ten-year-old. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Barely, I don't know. It took a it took a virus in the robot for Numbala to be strong enough. The robots didn't yeah. believe in her on their own. Yeah. Mm. I was saying that it was really it it took me until when we were recording this to think about it, but I'm trying to like look into some more of the like African myths. It's interesting that Mr. Mm-hmm. Tao is like seemingly the only major god in this universe mm-hmm. like there's no other gods there's only demigods and they're super powerful and i thought that was very strange yeah yeah i mean i'm not by any means an expert on african mythology but it doesn't line up with other african mythology that i've read about yeah it's, it's maybe more animistic fantasy religion i yeah. mean like 90 yeah. percent of like that's too high a number a large amount of people's myths have multiple yeah, and it may be because you know they talk about Namvula being Zulu, or you know they talk about Zulu people quite a bit. Maybe that is more specific to the Zulu people. I'm not familiar enough to know no, that. We didn't look up but, any of that. Yeah, that's. And the only the only character who was supposed to be a you know traditional Zosha uh, African turns out he was making the whole thing up all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. I mean, just on a brief Google search, it sounds like there was multiple Zulu deities. That's yeah. kind of what I figured, because there's there's not a lot of like ancient cultures that had just one god. Right. Usually they had multiple, so even if there was like one main god, there were still others. Mm-hmm. That's, so. that's how pantheons usually work, though. There's usually one father. Like, it's kind of hierarchy. Of hierarchy. Yeah, and then, but then... It's actually more common for there to be a pantheon mm-hmm. and for there to have to be gods mm-hmm. who are responsible for particular parts of mm-hmm. human life, mm-hmm. as it were, than it is for there to just have one single cre- creator of all. Yeah, but- it seems like the the oldest that I can think of, and again, by no means an expert, but like in ancient Egypt, there was a period mm-hmm. where one of the pharaohs tried to say, no, this is the one god and we're yeah. going to get rid of all the others and then they killed each one. Them. Yeah, yeah. And then they went back to multiple gods. <laughs> but aside <laughs> from that, for, for the most part, it was a pantheistic kind of thing. It wasn't a one god. So it, it felt a little weird, but again, this is a, a near future, so maybe it's a parallel earth where they only had one god. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. That's all very true. Well, yeah. anyways, it was fine like i said i didn't love it i didn't hate it i probably want to read it again it was worth my time to read it it was short enough i think if it had been any longer i would have lost interest yeah but i think by the last hundred pages i was just like absolutely like what no (laughs) it felt such a slog towards the end when 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 technically all of the action is happening you know it's a there's there's that is robot fights and fucking griffins and 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 flying and it's like this should have been everything great. You know what this is? If someone brought this to me as a as a as a as a role playing game and, and told me, okay, you can be uh, one of the AI robots or you can be an awakened crab god who can do yada yada yada, I'd be like, all right, let's play this. This sounds good, but you you really fixated <laughs> on the crabs. <laughs> I don't I don't know for some reason that that initial. You know, well, the, the crabs the, were the favorites, right? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the yeah. robot gaining sentience while watching 
his master turned into a crab and have sex with a dolphin was just like, you know, <laughs> that was just the one of the, the stranger natural uh, progression. I won't start. Um, yeah. um, singularities that I've ever come across. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alana also struggled the last on our pages. So yeah. 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 Any, any final thoughts? Better next try, time. Trying to keep yeah. it a little no. bit shorter than our previous ones. I would, I would say not so harsh as Jason. Like, I think that, yeah, I know. I know you're just being. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, mm. overly ridiculous mm. on purpose. But, yeah, I think for a first novel, it was fine, you know. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't. Yeah. It yeah. Didn't, I, can't, I can't hand on heart say that I thoroughly enjoyed reading it, but I'm with Carla. It wasn't, it wasn't a waste of time to mm. read. I thoroughly enjoyed the first probably half. And yeah, so Alana said, did anybody look up what the binary, because in the Clever for One chapters, a large swaths of it are him saying, I think therefore I am. I think therefore I am. Yeah. And absolutely not. I am not a computer, nor I was also reading this book in like three days to get it done yeah. because I had. She, the author is a systems analyst. So mm-hmm. I think that's very much a nod to her knowledge of writing code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, cool. I think it's entirely possible that there could have been a hidden message in hidden there. Message in there yeah. I did. I did think about it and then, but then thought, cause it, because like Rick, I was doing it as an audio book. It was impossible for me to. Oh yeah, you wouldn't have. Did been they able read to. through the one zero one 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 zero zero zero? Oh yes, I would always do that. Oh. Exactly I how it skipped written. it. I was like, okay, that's all the stuff <laughs> we're like, moving on. It was on. like two yeah. or three pages every time they did it. it like, oh gosh, that it went pretty quickly. Yeah, no, it, yeah, he yeah. was he was very good at getting it done yeah. fast. Yeah, <laughs> getting yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Whether very. Not, it would be it would be quite interesting to compare it with the written book. Just mm-hmm. to see whether or not he actually said exactly what was written, or whether he just said a combination yeah. of. I bet um, you that it is exactly it like it's written. Probably. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Probably is. Honestly, I think for me, I have done audiobooks for the last couple. It's not my preferred because I don't retain quite as much. Honestly, a lot of times I would like to have a physical book while I'm listening to the audiobook, just so when I get to a certain point, like if there's something that I didn't understand, I can pause it and then read it. But that's just me. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, um, I prefer audiobooks because I'm such an auditory learner that I feel like sometimes I retain less from physical. And this one, all I had was the physical book. So, but I kind of imagine someone reading it to me or, you know, kind of, that's what I, in my head now, because mm-hmm. I just think of somebody doing a voice. So, yeah. Yeah, for all good. the characters, yes. I, I'm I'm very much an audiobook person. I mean, I do, I can and do read. Yeah, book me as me, um, me as well. But but I have, I do have. There's almost always an audiobook mm-hmm. going somewhere when I'm if I'm doing something, then I'll have an audiobook going to. James is always giving me a hard time. But also, I don't watch TV because my brain doesn't work that way after I had a child for some reason. That's weird. So It's because you had a child. Yep. They make you weird. They do. They do. They absolutely they do. Don't, don't have kids. Problem solved. <laughs> Bit Too late. late. <laughs> Next month. We are reading, and I've forgotten now because I cast the deciding deciding vote. So remind me, we're reading The Princess Bride. We're reading The Princess Bride by William Goldman. This was the book that the movie was based upon. Uh, It's a very cool premise. The idea is it's it's part fake biography of the... William Goldman was a screenwriter in the 70s. He actually wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which he got an Oscar for and a couple other things. Oh, really? Yeah. The idea was he his dad used to read him this book as a kid, and and so the outer framework of the book is him going back and trying to find a copy of that book that his dad used to read. And when he finally gets his hands on the copy, the Princess Bride, he realizes it's terrible, and his dad was making up all of the good stuff. So the the middle part of the book is the actual film part, 
the what you see in the movie, and it's the good parts of the book that he remembers his dad telling him that weren't actually in the original book. So part of it is Guy connecting with his kid and and remembering his dad, their, their relationship, and then the actual story of the Princess Bride. And um, so it's very different than the frame story of the movie. Right. You you can think of you can think of the book being Fred Savage in thirty years going to find a copy of the Princess Bride. It's pretty similar. Remembers, it's like yeah. pretty line for line and scene for scene in a lot of the a lot of the setting. But the like, it's very much it, it was very confusing to me because it's him talking about writing the book, mm-hmm. which. Well, I mean, when I was reading it, I was, like, interpreting it as as it being a fake book that he's writing. It's, like, it's a character writing a book, but it's him talking about writing his book in this universe. Yeah, it's a very meta. And that book is Princess yeah. Bride, and then right. the story of Princess Bride is being told. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited for it's it. I, it's I also... Cool. Yeah, I'm... I, I thought... I really wanted to read all the books that we put up in our poll, which by the way, feel free to join our discord and we are going to go to a poll model so that every month, and we'll probably be running the January poll pretty soon so that we can kind of keep people ahead. Cause I know a lot of us check out books from the library instead of having to buy them. So come into our discord and, you know, come join. And even if you cannot be on stream with us, we love to talk like Alana couldn't be here with us tonight and was given all of her comments in the, in the comments. Thanks a lot. Well, we, the stream chat. Yeah. The stream chat, mm-hmm. which is a great way to interact. And some people will of course listen to this after the fact. And we love your comments though. I literally just was looking at somebody's comments that they wrote on our peace video, which mm-hmm. we did months and months ago. Yeah, people yeah. Love but that there's one. there's so much discussion on that video, so we really appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to read along, let's 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 go for the 30th anniversary edition. I think that was the most recent one to come out. It's got a lot of it's got like the the first chapter of the sequel that William Goldman was trying to write. Yeah. And passed away before we finished it, so it's mm-hmm. it's really go for, look for the 30th anniversary edition. I'm not sure which part. one I have. Mine's like black and white. Yeah, I'm probably going to library that one because mm-hmm. I figure it's very available. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, bet, I, it's, I bet it's a delight on audiobook, honestly. Oh, that's true. I'll see if my my I'll check for the my Libby and subscription. If you're feeling up to it, watch the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. How could you not be up for it? All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We are even footnotes of even footing games or something like that. I'm tired today, guys. Can I just say, I think that's an absolutely brilliant name for the book club. Oh, Oh, thank you. That was Jason. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little back and forth between everybody for a minute there. Yeah. We, we try to make it weird about feats. (laughs) 